Hey you, welcome to the Musibus Club. This is the place where I share perspective and interview thought leaders in the music business. My aim of this show is to provide a platform for emerging music professionals to learn the ropes of the industry. We've had Grammy Award winners, music entrepreneurs, and hit charting musicians on the show. My name is Johnny Griffith, songwriter, filmmaker, and your host of the Musibus Club. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something that can help you build a successful career in music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have C. True in the house. Welcome yeah. to another episode of the Music Biz Club. How you been, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. Just uh, you're hanging in there. But uh, first off, just like, hey, thank you for having me on this. Um, you know, just everyone like out there listening and watching, like doing what you're doing, man. It's it's providing like an essential service that people really need right now, especially with the pandemic. So salute, brother, man. Glad that you're doing this and uh, educating people and, you know, just teaching because that's what's important. Well, well, you already know since uh, we started the project back out in L.A. two years ago when you came through the ASCAP Expo, you know, just yeah. going through the, the, the process. But, you know, we're here and, you know, we had uh, some some big events planned, but everything just shut down. Yeah. So, so why don't you tell everybody uh, about yourself and, and who you are? Okay. Um, see True. I am a singer-songwriter, artist, producer. Uh, a lot of people know me through um, one of my first big breaks was uh, in Europe. I was able to tour there in 2012. From that, uh, it led me towards meeting the right people, getting into songwriting, production, and also developing myself as an artist. was able to catapult my success in Europe uh, just recently in the past few years to, to stateside with a Snoop Dogg, DMX, got some uh, really dope singles out with them, million plus views. And, uh, you know, so I've been blessed, you know what I mean? Like from from that journey, starting off in just freestyle, cypher battles, being unknown to, you know, just working my way up in the industry as an independent artist. And now, you know, you know, reaching some level of, of, in my career where I feel like, hey, I do have a career and I can live strictly off of music. And I think that's what most, musicians here, people listening, independent artists, they want to be able to be making, uh, you know, be able to live full-time off of music, right? So. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say was, like, the start? What inspired you to uh, become uh, an artist Not before yet. even getting your big breaks and doing the big tours and your <laughs> and, and uh, everything? You know, Honestly, and I'm gonna tell this to every like, and this is what I this is the question I like I like I like that you ask that because uh, that's how I know. Depending on the answer I get, that's how I know what artists I work because I collaborate a lot with artists like if they're doing it for the right reason. For me, the truth is, it was it was a dream that I felt that was planted in my soul, like in heart, 100. percent Because uh, I, you know, my parents are immigrants; they came here. This was, this was not the route I was supposed to take music at all, but. I just felt that urging, even as a little kid. Like I have, they have all these old tapes of me, like dancing and singing, like as like a five-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old. I love Michael Jackson, you know, like dancing to his songs and whatnot. And I, I wasn't supposed to. It just wasn't like based on who I was. I wasn't supposed to be doing this, but I really did feel like um, 
God did plant like a seed in my heart. And I think everyone who's an, an artist, um, they, they come to it in many ways. But for me, I, it was something I could never get away from. You know what I mean? Like it really felt deeply embedded in my heart. And so as a kid growing up, I just always loved to entertain people. And uh, later on in my teenage years, listening to, to, to hip hop, that was my biggest influence. That just struck a chord with me. And I, you know, couldn't, I couldn't let go of it since. It was a, it became an obsession. And it became something that even when I was doing my nine to five, I was like, man, nah, I got to do this. Like, there's no way. Like, even if I made a fortune, you know, like doing like my nine to five, I would not feel fulfilled because I wasn't doing my real purpose. And so I feel, I feel it did. It started for me in childhood. And a lot of the artists I've met, uh, even some of the ultra successful ones, they said too, like, it started off when they were when they were kids. They 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 knew it. You know what I mean. So, so like, what are the qualities? Because you said a lot. You know, it's it's a lots of ups and downs. And you know, yeah. most people who make it in the industry or make a sustainable brand, it's, it takes years. So, what are the qualities? At least from your perspective, or what you had to to do. What are the qualities for an artist like yourself to become successful and become a full time musician? Okay, I would say the top two is number one is resiliency. That's resiliency. That no matter what happens, you're going to pick yourself up, keep going. And number two is a huge belief in yourself because before anyone can believe in you, you got to believe in yourself. You know, even if, even if, like, I remember when I was starting off, like, I, obviously, when you start off, no one, no one is great when you start off, but you have to have almost that, like, Kanye level <laughs> sense of, like, confidence where you're like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the baddest at this. I'm the best at this, you know, where you feel, because that's gonna, that's gonna push you on towards, you know, your goals. Because if you don't have that confidence in yourself and belief in yourself, no one else is gonna believe it, right? So I think belief in yourself, um, and, and resiliency, because this journey, like, you know, it's full of ups and downs. And the people who make it, who finally make it, are the people that just kept going because you never know. It's just like, you could be at your last dollar, you know, like there's so many stories about that. You're, you're sleeping your friend's couch and then you get your next break, like the next day, you know, like that really, really does happen. But you're not going to get to that point if you just quit, right, when it gets tough. So it's, I would say resiliency and, uh, and that huge belief in yourself. Right. You know, I've known you for a couple of years and, you know, going through the, the years and the process, we've met a lot of people. You know, yeah. we've had a lot of uh, mutual colleagues and, you know, a lot of us are, are now starting to, to live off the fruits of our effort, but a lot of people will fade off. So that leads into my next question. What is your motivation? What motivates you and your team to get from point A to point B to point C? I love that. See that? Man, no question. Um, I think for me, it's changed and evolved over time, which it should for any artist, you're, if your motivation is still the same when you first started and then you're like you've couple couple years into it, if it's still the same, that means you have not experienced any growth. You really need to be growing. So I, I remember initially my first first couple goals was like, man, I just need to get on. I need to get this certain level of uh, not, not not fame, but notoriety. People need to know me. I need to get my name out there, uh, you know build a level of resume, right? Have a respected resume of, of some hits under my belt, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I kind of have that now. Like I'm at like this midway, not, I won't say midway, point, but I'm at a good part of my career where I'm like, it's either a tipping point where like I could take it to the next level and I'm ready to take it to the next level 
Um, so my motivation is, it's, it's crazy because you could, you could, if I wanted to, I could just stay complacent and just be like, all right, I'll just be songwriting, do this once in a while. And I'm, I, I could be okay with that. But I realized that my, my motivation, my true, true motivation is, is still to uh, have that, that worldwide platform. Uh, for positive change, just because that's what I believe in. That's what I've always believed in. I'm like, I, and to do that, to do that, you do need to be a superstar. You need to reach those thresholds. And, you know, it's, it's a lofty goal. And I, you know, it's, it, it's funny saying it out loud, but that that's what it is because I know I'm not doing it for like money and the fame, the clout and all that. It's because if I have that platform, there's so many things that I want to do. There's so many, uh, a big part of what I do is like I help orphanages and kids. And so I feel like if I have this huge brand as an artist, um, I'm going to be able to get more sponsors. I'm going to be able to get more people to help that. Obviously I'm still doing my part to do that, but for some reason in my, in my, for, for me, I just, I have that belief. Like my motivation is that through music, because that's my passion and my love, I can achieve this high enough platform where I can make the positive, positive change that I, that I dream of doing. Right, definitely. So why, why don't you divulge into uh, that, the, the orphanages or the, your, your non-for-profit work? Because, you know, like I tell people uh, media and music and entertainment are great ways to, to, to build that platform. You can build a strong platform, a strong platform within a, a matter of months or even a short term within a short time so using your platform why don't you uh, divulge into what your plans are or at least what you're doing right now with uh what you're doing right yeah no thanks um i think for me it started uh it was like i think 2010 or 2012 um uh, i went back to the philippines with my dad and um yeah one of my aunts she does run an orphanage for for street kids and for me, it just changed my perspective on the world. And I think that's why I encourage people to travel wherever you want to go. For me, obviously, this is my homeland, so it just it, it resonates with me. But I just saw there is no welfare there. Like, for them, uh, they got they still have to go to a well to get water. And it's just like, when I saw how people live there and I saw that their lack of opportunity, this is not just Philippines, all third world countries, it's many places. But this is what I saw firsthand, so that's what affected me. And I was like, this is, I realized how blessed we are to be in the situation we are in where we live, you know, in America. Cause it's like here, like, yes, there's a lot of things that could hold you back, but there's a, there's opportunity for people to, to kind of, to get out there. But in the Philippines or other third world countries, if you're, if your dad or mom is like a rice farmer or whatever, a farmer, you're probably gonna, 99.9%, you're gonna probably end up being that way. And I, I, I felt so sad that I saw that there was this world of people and that's, you know, third world countries. There's, there's a huge chunk of people that, they believe that their cap on life is so limited because of what they see and because they don't have the resources or, you know, and they're, they're, they're struggling. Well, we're complaining about, you know, slow internet. They, they, they have a lack of food, you know what I'm saying? Lack of food and water, clean water. That's basic necessities. And, and it, I couldn't like it, it, something triggered within me and I was like, no, I got to do something. So since that day, my family, I, we, we've been supporting the orphanage and my hope is to open more orphanages, not just in the Philippines, but in other countries. And, to get people, to, you know, just to, to unite people to, to to help the kids because they are the future, and I just like, you know what I mean? That 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 for me is my goal. Well, I mean, the 
the story, the value behind what you're doing is, is most important because, you know, it's more than just money and fame. You, you know, I, I, at least for me, I want to tell people it's all about legacy and what you're building. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, because I think that's what's cool, man. Like with our, our evolution, like when we first started off talking about like, oh, we got to get on, we got to make it. And as we progress, we start realizing that there's a lot more to life than just that, that basic thing that everyone is after, you know, the fame money. Like you're saying legacy, that's so important because what you leave behind, that's what's going to impact future generations. You cannot take your money to the grave. You cannot, you can't do nothing with that. You know what I mean? But your legacy, what you leave behind, like, what I'm trying to do with orphanages, what you're doing with your your mission based, uh, your platform, that 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 lives on. You know what I mean? That really lives on. That and that's that's inspiring. That's enough to mo- that motivates me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right, uh, definitely. I remember when well when we started, like probably a lot of us had lofty goals, and then we reached our goals, and then it's like okay, we got to move on to the next step. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy to see how the evolution for those who've stuck in the game, I see how we've uh, accomplished our our goals and where we're at right now. But getting back to it, being an artist, like, what was that tipping point where you crossed over and you had the platform to uh, live full time off of being an artist, touring, uh, being re- recording sessions and the whole nine yards. What, what was that turning point for you? Um, I think there were there were a lot of turning points. I think you know, just like with with all independent artists, like who start up, you're gonna go through that period of time where you're 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 building the wall. It's like one brick at a time. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> one of my favorite people in the world. That's where I got the story from. You know, brick by brick, a wall is built. You know, and uh. It was, uh, I first heard it through, uh, through, through Will Smith, who's uh, going through some entanglements right now. But, um, <laughs> but, but that, that resonated with me because it was, it, for, a long, for a long period of time, it's going to feel like you're doing something, but nothing, nothing's happening, right? But little do you know that those building blocks, like for me, it was just early on, just doing every single contest. I, I entered every single contest I could. So in every single battle, started just, building reputation up. And then um, you do that, you, you make your presence known, someone's going to find you. For me, one of that first, the first tipping point was meetings with Cybery, and that was just online. It was like, he, you know, I won a contest. He liked my songs on, I don't even know, it was like SoundCloud. And then we linked up and then he moved to Europe from Boston. And then we just kept in touch and he became a radio DJ and a bigger DJ there. And I made mixtapes in Europe. Instead of doing it, I made mixtapes in Europe. And then it, it started popping off there. So I started, I was able to tour there. And then that tipping point when, uh, that, that was the first tipping point. The second tipping point was when I realized I could actually sell out shows there. And I was like, okay, so that means something. Like my music is resonating. And then from there, um, the next tipping point was uh, being able to work with DMX. And that was again through my success at Europe and through the people I worked with, Swiss Sidery specifically putting the people, having the managers listen to my stuff. And then from the success of that, the next tipping point was, was Snoop. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it was a lot of a lot of little tipping points, but the, the whole purpose of that was to say that it started with those bricks, man, that that just staying home at 3 a.m., writing all, you know, because I had a nine to five and then when it clocked out, then I got to go home and 
you know, record in my room, like, you know what I'm saying? Just like freeze out my, till I fall asleep and just write. Those are all the building blocks, like going to every contest. That was like, like three, four years. So it really is true. You got to put the 10,000 hours in. And when you build those bricks, that's where you find the tipping point because you're going to be high enough where you can tip over to the next, the next level up. You know what I mean? Right. And you said something, well, since I've known you for a little bit, I know you've had like, um, I wouldn't pro- maybe struggles or I wouldn't say struggles, but you know, you, you started building your, your brand outside from your home base. And you know, the US is like the Mecca. Everybody wants to go to LA or go to New York or be in Miami if you're Latin America or you know, uh, Atlanta if you want to do hip hop. But you know, there's, I mean, there's other pockets outside the United States. So like, given that you started getting your, your accomplishments outside the United States, what, what, what advice would you give to an artist? Like in terms of just like looking at different places outside the United States, whether they want to come in or whether they're here, what, what advice would you give uh, to an artist? Like in, in terms of like branching out and, and looking for, for different opportunities outside this this uh, Goliath of what we call the the U.S. market, right? Um, I would say get it where you can get it, which means uh, basically be open minded with your music and know that you know if you're making quality music, it's going to resonate. It doesn't have to resonate in your home market. Um, make sure you expand. You know, like it was. It's like the not the weirdest thing, but it's an interesting thing that you know when you, I look through with some of my plays, like I'll. I'll I'll get like emails from someone in like Denmark and we just like, Hey man, can you, my English is not very good, but I love your song. Send me your lyrics or something. Like it's just, it's amazing that it reaches out there, but it does, your music does get out. So I would say, uh, get it where you can get it, which means that uh, if something's not hitting right now in the U S for your sound, that does not mean that it doesn't work. It could mean that maybe your music's too ahead of its time. Like the U S market is not ready for it yet. So that for me is one of those jumping up, like we're, it means you should pivot, which means like, okay, let's see, uh, my style of music, my genre, where, where is it, where else is it like popping off? Like you look around, like, you know, you could, maybe it's popping off in Latin America or it's in Europe. So you find those bases and you try to, at that point, then you market music towards that, that kind of demographic and see what happens. Um, but definitely never, never, never stay complacent. If, if, uh, you know, if you feel like your music's not popping in one location, could be just a situation. It could be situational. It could be just because that location is not working and you could try another one. You know what I mean? Right. So let's talk about the, the number one hits, the, the chart, or at least the charting hits in, in Asia and in, in Europe. How did that come, come about? Okay, so that came about, again, through, that's what I'm just saying. Like, um, and I really truly believe this. It's, if you if you're a positive person, you put that out. It's like part of part of it's like law of attraction. I mean, if that's how we met. A lot of our circle met early in ASCAP, like highly motivated individuals who who are positive and doing it for the right reason. You will find each other. I mean, there's a lot of I can tell you a bunch of horror stories of like horrible people in industry. There's horrible people in every industry, whether it's like corporate America, but especially in the music entertainment and and, and TV and film. There's a lot, but. If you are a good person and you you put out the right energy out there, you know what I mean? It will come back to you. And so for, for my stuff in Asia, what had happened was that was uh, 20, 2016. It was, already, it was just my my 
second year in LA, just because I put it out there to the world, to all my friends, um, hey man, like I'm an artist, I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm also a songwriter. And because I put it out there and I was a positive person, I had a friend who's not even in the music industry, but knew somebody who was like, hey, I have another friend who's actually working with a pretty big company overseas, go meet with this guy. And I, but again, it all, be, if you're a good person, you know, people want to connect you. And if you, you know, you're showing like, obviously have talent, work hard and so your skills are up there, up to par. But if you're a good person, that's that last ingredient. That's an X factor because people want to help good people. They're like, man, this guy, see true, like he's just a positive dude. He's always helping people without being asked for. Like, and that's just what, what it was. I just liked helping people. And so like, I'm gonna help him out. Let me connect him with this guy. So uh, one of my friends connected me to Edmund Perlas, who's a, another songwriter who had already been writing for, for the Asian market. And then he was like, man, I really like your raps. And we started songwriting together. And, and then it started taking off, actually it took off for both of us. Actually his career trajectory actually rose after he met me and same with mine with him. Because that's how you know you get aligned with the right people. You guys kind of come up together. So um, that, that, that's how that happened. Like a lot of the, the collaborations I did with uh, Alden, Alden Richards, kind of like the Justin Bieber in the Philippines, uh, Julianne San Jose, um, Lonnie, these are just like pretty really big artists overseas. It happened because of just, again, connections. And I guess that's, that goes to with like, we, you know, our whole ASCAP thing, which is like networking. But I think, um, Networking is useless if you're not, if you don't have the right energy, right? If well, you have, you, have also, well, you have to also cultivate the, yeah. the the relationships because, you know, let's say for me and you, if we're not constantly communicating or at least occasionally, then, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just useless. And I remember going to the ASCAP. Uh, years ago, and then there were people who would just go to the ASCAP and not, they just, they didn't want to network with anybody, which was weird, but, you know, yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, and, but, you know, aside from that, yes, we, we have kept in touch over the years, but a big part, I think, is just, um, for me, I'm kind of choosy about who I want to spend my time with or give my time to, and you've always been one of those individuals, like, from the heart, man, I was like a you know, there's a good person and someone I was like, yo, this is someone I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to build with. So, and that's why I was saying, like, if you have, I have that quality, if you, if you really technically, if you want to be, help others, it's going to come back to you. You know, like there's, that's the biggest lie in the industry that there's not enough resources around. So people are selfish and try to like backstab each other and betray each other and whatnot. That's like, that's so false. If we all, we, there's enough for everybody and we all just help each other. We can all make it together and it'll be, done in a much better way you know I, I i totally agree i totally agree so being that you know you've had charting uh songs overseas in in very uh sizable markets like the philippines and and in europe what do you think uh do you think record labels are important today or as important as they were before or could you can you know, any part is independent artist like you who wants to make a living off of this can actually go out there and, and, and do it, or they need to go get a record label because that's a talk. That's a big topic in, 
in the music industry has always been a big topic since the shift into digital. But you know, there's there's resources. So I just want to see what your perspective is on the music and the record label. Nice. So my from my uh, my perspective, I feel it all depends on what you want as an artist, what you want to get out of it. Like right now, especially with COVID going on, but because we have the internet, online, everything. You can actually make your own sizable following. It's going to be harder, right? Because now everyone has access to the internet. Everyone's online, you know, TikTok and everything. There's a lot of mess to sort through. But if you can make yourself stand out in a unique way, you can actually you can actually do it without the record labels because you could have you could you could get enough of a following yourself. But the second the second point is um, record labels right now. They're the only not the only thing, but the big usage of them is just their access to the infrastructure, which is, let's say you want to be on radio. Um, you just need to do the major labels. They pay the direct channels, right? And uh, well, I don't think people realize that that's, that's the big plus with the record labels because they're making money off sense, sound scan. They're also contributing certain monies to radio stations to get it played. And it comes, it trickles back down to everyone. Like, you know, the whole system, there's like publishing involved. It's like a whole cycle. Um, but you know, like we, you know, this about advances. It's like it's, it's you got to recoup it and all that. But just to, to answer your question, really, uh, people can do it without a record label right now. Um, it's going to be, it's not impossible, but it's it's harder just because there's more people out there. So you have to rise up, and I, it depends on who you are as an artist. Like, are you willing to take that challenge? Because like, there is a lot of you know, I don't want to call any music out there bad, but. It might not be up to your taste, but music is music, but there's a lot of it out there. And uh, there's a lot to weed through. So how are you going to make yourself stand out? With a record label, they can they can make you stand out like that because you'll be under the system. But at the same time, they're going to be taking 85, 90% of everything you make. But it's easier if you're not if you're not a developed artist and you don't have the team or the grind to do it yourself, then yeah, I mean go 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 with the label. But if right. you if you have the if you have the flex of your own self and you 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 know you feel like you can do it yourself, then you can. It's definitely possible. So I, I think I think that's that's very interesting. I I think that there's there's a lot of resources out there. You know, you know you could you can get you can build a team. Mm-hmm. You just have to find the, the right team because it's all about quality. Not everybody uh, is the right fit for you or you or is even qualified, but. In all of that, at least from your perspective or what you've done, how do you build that capital? How do you get the capital or the leverage to, to you know, build an independent brand and, and be sustainable for yourself, right? Um, Without yeah. the record label. Right. Or I, think, that. I think the key word there is what you said is brand, you know? So people got to know you as something, you know? It's like, regardless of any marketing or advertising you do, it starts with your brand, like who, who you are, what do you, what do you represent, you know? And so for me, it started building up my brand. It's like just having, um, I guess for me, it was my sound, just having a unique tone when I, when I rap that just people were just like, it stood out and just being who I was. And I guess that, that lends itself to being just authentic to you, who you are as an artist, you know? Like, I think if right now people are trying to copycat everything else. And that's going to do you a disservice. You know what I mean? You're going to sound like everybody else. But if you find your own authentic sound, what resonates with you, that becomes your brand. 
you know, and it might start off small, like your, your brand can be just a niche, like only certain people like it, but it can grow. So I think it starts with a brand. And as you build your brand and you develop it, people are going to follow, you know, people are like, hey, I like this. I like this sound. And then, like, at least in my case, it was with the, the majors. They'd be like, oh, our major artist likes your sound because it's different. You know, what I mean? they want to collab. So you're bringing something new to the table, you know what I mean? Cause with your brand. So that's like, I would say hugely important. So for artists like starting off, uh, aside from obviously having some good tracks and making sure really not, not only your homeboys like it, but really to test it out with people that it really is something that resonates is know what your brand is, like what you're going to represent, because that's, that's what's going to draw listeners to you. And that's what's going to make uh, like the industry notice you. They'd be like, what? I like what that brand represents. So I'm going to use that, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, like you, you talked about the nonprofit work and what you plan to do. And I think brands, if you look at all the major artists or all the big artists, the ones who stayed, stayed around for a long time, they have a brand, but they're also doing other things to build that brand. It's just not about music. So I know you've done some entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial things outside of music, uh, outside of social entrepreneurship. What other things are, are you doing that you plan or is helping you grow your brand for the next five, 10, 15 years and beyond? Oh, hey, great question. And actually this is something that we probably will talk about offline here. Um, starting was early this year, last year, um, I'm a co-founder of, of a new company. It's called Arcabia, and um, it's TV, film, and entertainment. It's kind of like an entertainment studio with uh, at two really great partners, uh, Ace and Rich, and both of them they have uh, they have experience working with like Comcast, NBC Universal, CAA. So I'm actually delving, which is good. I'm glad that that's so funny that segue there. But aside from music, yes. Uh, just using my experience in music and entertainment in the industry, I'm, I'm lending it to this company uh, as one of the co-founders and president of it uh, towards the music side and also in TV film development. So, for example, like let's say our studio, like right now we we're, I can't really talk too much about what we're doing because it's not, we don't have a press release ready yet and there's certain things, but for certain TV shows that we will be having come out soon, like on Netflix, um, because I'm part of the company and because I'm, I'm managing it, that's there, there's publishing there. There's publishing opportunities for music, right? Or, um, and that just shows that there's, that as an artist, you wanna grow into something that feels natural for you. For me, I love people. I love being around new ideas and, and art and entertainment, whether it's TV, film, any, any art medium, I just love art. So that's why for me, it was a natural, uh, it was a natural thing to be part of the company because I'm still an artist, but I'm able to give an artist perspective in the company. And that makes more artists want to come work with the company because they're like, okay, cool. There's a guy that actually gets it, but also is business-minded enough. And I know since he's been around it, we could trust, you know what I mean? Like that the structure is going to be right. So one of the other things I'm doing is uh, the company, entertainment company, Arcadia. And we have a lot of stuff coming out soon. Yeah, that, that's wonderful, man. So since we're almost out of time, we're running out of time here, but what I want to ask you, what is one, what is one mistake that was pivotal in your career 
that you really learned from that brought value and you made into a positive to go out there and, and make yourself successful? Ooh, wow. That, I love that question. There's, <laughs> there's so many, there's so, there's so many, um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that I could, I could, I could think of saying right now for that one. Um, I think one major one, I, okay, yeah, 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 all right. Wow, shoot, man. So, ASCAP, what was the first ASCAP we went to? Was that 2013, 2014? Well, I met you at 12. I went to 2012 or 2011. That was yeah, one of those, yeah, it was one of the early ones. And I, so you're talking about like major regrets. Um, I, I remember I had like one of those A&R sessions, so like listening sessions to some of my songs, and I, I wasn't prepared. Number one, my songs were mixed right. Like it was, it was like one of those things where I'm like, I felt like I could do it myself, or I had one of my homies mix it, and I just realized now, in retrospect, I'm like, you're you're crazy. You're 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 gonna be in front of a professional. Just pay the money to get it professionally mixed, and then just do it. And I did it, and then when they heard it. Uh, uh, I think it was Ice Standard. They, I was accepting Ice Standard, one of the songs, and the song almost blew out the speaker because it wasn't mixed right. And I was like, "You gotta be!" So I hear him up on stage representing my song, and the speaker blows out. They had to lower it down; it wasn't bumping. I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I was like, "Really? Right now?" I'm like, "This just happened." So, um, yeah, one of my biggest regrets is obviously not being prepared. But hey, guys, if you're gonna if you're doing this for real, for real, like music. Spend the money on it. Get it professional. Get if, if you're looking for professional results, get 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 it done. You know, pay that extra money to to get the stuff professionally done. Uh, you know, preparation is everything. But again, it's like, luckily, I mean, I, I saw uh, there were still more opportunities after. But what if I had blown my like one chance because I'm on stage and my music wasn't mixed right and just blew up the speakers? Like that's <laughs> that sucks. But uh, that's one of my biggest regrets. That I think at the beginning. I the reason why I probably didn't get it mixed professionally was because I was like still unsure, like, oh, am I really gonna be an artist? Blah blah blah. So once you guys have said no, no middle ground. It's either you're all in or you're not. If you're right. all in, really go all in. Like that means put the resources, devote the resources, money towards it to make it work. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. Of course, you have to be professional and yeah. and people are not going to take nothing less. Yeah. So but what are, lastly, what are three things that you would advise to the 18-year-old, the 17-year-old, the 20-year-old who just graduated high school and they're like, I want to do this or I'm thinking about doing this. And what, like, what, what are three points you would uh, tell them or give to them in, in order for them to be successful in this game? I would say... Um don't even start just go to mcdonald's and that's all you, you know or best buy get a job there instead you know at least it's at least it's stable income <laughs> no, <just kidding>. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay if you're gonna do it like i said that's why i mentioned the whole best buy like it, it's you really got to figure out what you want in life like the the music game entertainment field as you know it's not for the faint of heart and it's not and it's not to take away from anyone like oh you're scared to do it why not but music games industry is just like entrepreneurship. Nothing is going to be guaranteed. 
And you got to be okay with that. You have to be okay with uncertainty. I have a lot of friends, good people, they don't like uncertainty in their life. So they're going to, you know, do the nine to five, which is fine. That's what they want to do. Um, not everyone's going to be built for it. And the only reason why I say that is not to discourage people, but it's to just give the real, because you don't want to, you know, like definitely go, go for your dreams, but you have to be prepared for it. And number one, expect, expect the disappointments. So uh, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always rosy in the beginning. It's like I said, brick by brick. That's number one. Number two is do it for the right reason. Because if you're doing it just to make money, you can make money a lot quicker, faster, other avenues, other, other businesses. But if you're doing it for the right reason, even when you're not making money, that's what's going to push you through because you have a, a higher goal, a higher motivation while you're doing it. You know, so do it for the right reason. And honestly, money and fame is not the right reason. It's usually not the right. I mean, it could work for some people from what I know. It, it hasn't worked because uh, when you go through the lowest of lows, when you get that rejection or you have that, that, that first betrayal by management team after you put so much work into it and you want to give up and you just like, you feel like crawling in a hole, money, that's not going to help you at all. That's not, that's not going to make you feel better at all. So I'd say do it for the right reason. And number three is one of the principles I said, which is resiliency, which is be able to just keep, you have to be able to keep coming, coming back up because uh, it's not, it's not a race. It's not like a, it's not a 150 yard dash race. No, it's actually a marathon. You know what I mean? So take your time with it and, um, and try your best to enjoy the journey. Like uh, that's at this point in my career, that's what I'm trying to focus on. Like enjoying the journey the step of the way. Like in the beginning of my career, yes, I was ultra focused on certain goals um, that I kind of almost forgot. Like, hey, I should be enjoying this moment, right? And it was weird because just last week I was I was journaling and writing, just like free word association, just to help for me spark creative writing. And I started to write about you know the past like eight ten years of what I was doing, and I was like, my realization was. Even though those hard moments, struggling, the doubts in myself and people weren't accepting me, whatever, uh, it was all worth it. It was all worth it because I knew I was doing something worthwhile because that's what was in my heart. I was in my soul. So I was like, wow, even when I was stressed out, I looked at it, I was like, I was stressed out at that moment, but I met this person and it was dope, it was fun. I saw these old pictures and I was like, man, that was, that was amazing. Like, if I look right. back, it was, it was all worthwhile, man. It actually was. It's all about the journey, man. And we're here. We're here, man. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's crazy when when like you look on the walls and sometimes people you we were in that room in Hollywood a couple years ago, and now they have plaques on the wall. I'm like, this is crazy. But yeah. you, you can't give up. You know, most of those people gave up, but the people who stuck were still here. And we're doing big things and I, I can't, I can't, I can't be happier. Well, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? And then we'll end this call, man. Yeah, no doubt on that. See True. Uh, you can find me uh, online, c-tru.com. I'm on Instagram too, at ctru.music, ctru.music. So man, man, check me out there, y'all. All right, thanks y'all. Thank you, C2. This is this was wonderful. I love it. And see you guys later. Blessings. See y'all. Uh.
Hello? Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. It was cool that you mentioned that. Like, um, I wanted to talk to you about that too, uh, with my company. Cause it is, it is like a meeting.